2: Here I come again. It is Riverdale. Don't worry, guys. It's not the middle of March, even though Riverdale thinks it is. We are talking about the Riverdale recap of the episode, The Ides of March. And I think that if you watch the episode, um, or you know what, even while listening to this, every time... Let's turn into a drinking game. They say Ides of March, you gotta finish your drink. Which is what (laughs) I was doing, except I was doing it with sparkling water, and um, I gotta say, I'm very hydrated. (laughs) I knew it. The second that I saw that the episode was titled The Ides of March, I was like, let me guess,
3: they're gonna say The Ides of March like 20 times in this episode. And they did. Riverdale loves nothing more than to pick a completely arbitrary theme and then just hammer you over the head with it.
2: Especially when it's a month early. This was put
3: out the like two days before valentine's day why did they do a valentine's day episode it makes no sense <laughs> I love Riverdale. just just none but can i start i don't mean to jump the gun here but if, oh let's jump on sharks and get in the gun if i can jump in the gun uh so this was the first episode in a long time that i was able to watch with gideon And it was nice because before we started, I was like, okay, so I have to catch you up. And then like 45 minutes later, we were like, okay, so now we can start the episode. That's so cute. Because there was so much has happened. Uh, And he was like, you don't have to catch me up. And I was like, I do this for a living. I should be able to do this. I should be able to give you a recap. (laughs) But so... uh, he has a theory of what is happening with Jughead's storyline. And I hate to say it's so simple and I think perhaps so obvious that it made me laugh really hard at your three-dimensional chess prediction of like of like meta, like we're in a story and we're not in the Grand story. <laughs> grandparents and we're in and we're out and we're out. Please, what does he think it is? So he thinks that Jughead is faking his own death to get back at the Quill and Skull member.
2: Oh. So, oh. Okay, <laughs> see, this would all make, okay, guys, for the people that do not watch Riverdale, that just listen to Riverdale Roundup, since we're jumping forward here, at the end of the episode, in one of her fugue states, if you guys remember, remember the whole, like, two episodes where Betty was going fuging a lot because it kept saying, tangerine, 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 into the phone? They brought it back. So, Good for they them. They brought it back back! And I was just like, I can't believe they brought tangerine back. And Donna, old dumpy Donna, (laughs) was just like, I'm gonna put you in a fugue state because you know Riverdale, if there's one thing they do they tell them, they tell the their opponents every single move they're going to do before they do it and she was going to put Betty into a fugue state and make her kill Jughead and she's like, no, 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 Tangerine doesn't work on me anymore and Donna's like no, the other word that puts you into a fugue state, fugue state fugue state, fugue state, and then Veronica and Archie happen upon Betty in the woods, she had just killed Jughead, the same way she killed Carmel by the way oh you're which right she says Carmel no she says Carmel
3: Carmel 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 to be f- the cat Reinhardt, ha- talks a little weird I didn't really notice it now, like and I can't it, not see it yeah it's fine it's not annoying but it's different no it is very different I really I actually
2: very much enjoy her pronunciation of things but karma car- 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 is very <laughs> weird And so she kills Jughead. But so you're saying that it's very possible that they are, maybe it was a fake fugue state. Maybe this is the kind of thing that Jughead threw somebody else, told Donna, no, 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 not Tangerine, use this word, which is an alert for Betty to know, okay, I have to quote-unquote fugue right now, and I'm going to go quote-unquote kill Jughead right now.
3: Right, because um, Jughead, because Betty invites... Archie and Veronica to this party, the Stonewall prep party. Why? Like why? To have witnesses, to be there like Like, I think that Betty is in on it because... For sure. It just, retroactively, it all makes so much more sense. Like, all of the flash-forwards are, like, Betty looking at his belongings, Betty, Betty, Betty. And we've been set up to think it's Betty mourning him, but maybe it's Betty being in on it. And they had... I mean, I don't exactly know why they would need Jughead and... I mean, Archie and Veronica there to fake Jughead's death, but, like, I also think that there is no other explanation that is once gideon said that i was like i feel that's so so seems so dumb. obvious that i feel embarrassed for not even coming I close do feel to dumb. thinking of it <laughs> maybe i feel a little dumb but i will
2: say it does go hand in hand with the baxter brothers but i think that you know what let's go ahead and say it veronica and archie really can't be trusted just because they either mean so well or they're just not bright enough that i feel like they would say what Betty and Jughead were going to do. So I feel like that Veronica and Archie had to be there to corroborate and be upset that Jughead is dead even though they don't know yet that Jughead's
3: actually not dead. I think that's right. I don't think that they're in on it. But I don't know how they would like fake Jughead not having a pulse because Archie bends down and is like, "There's no pulse." Um, I mean,
2: let's <laughs> does Archie really know how to check for a That's pulse? That's fair, yeah. Archie I feel like he
3: looked at him, slapped him in the dick, and was just like, "Well, but if his dick ain't hard, <laughs> he must not be alive. He's dead, Betty." That's how fucking Archie says everybody's name. He takes two <laughs> seconds and he goes, "Why did you do that, Veronica?" <laughs> He's dead, He's- Betty. Betty there's no hey, pulse Betty
2: every other like every once in a while I remember that he's got a kiwi accent and I forget and it's like oh that's why you've got such weird diction but you know it doesn't mean that that makes him a better or worse actor I will
3: say that I mean I've only ever seen him in one other thing which is the hit you give in which he also just plays like a dopey dopey dopey, dopey, dopey Capital D Dopey, <laughs> teen boy, and so I think that he might either be a dopey older than teen boy, or he's just like unfairly typecast into a role that he's very good at playing.
2: He's very—I will say—he's very good at it. He does—he definitely always pulls off the um, the not that bright teen, especially in this week's episode, because as we all know, Archie is. The head of Andrews Construction right now. He runs the Fred Andrews Community Center. Why
3: not? Why not have an 18 year old be the head of a uh, construction company whilst also running a community center and trying to graduate high school?
2: It doesn't make sense. And of course, he goes to Sheriff Keller, which, yum, yum. And he's like, Sheriff Keller, I mean, you do it. But, uh, you know, I, I can't even do it. You have such a good Archie. When he goes to, because he's asking him,
3: he goes to, Sheriff Keller. I have an idea for Andrew's construction. I've been thinking, and I don't even remember what he says. He basically says, what if I just hire you to work at the community center? With what money? I don't know. And, and, and this poor guy who used to be the sheriff of the whole town is like, whatever job you're going to give me, Andrews, I need money. Which
2: I feel so bad for. No, because he was gonna sell Andrew's construction and use the money to pay him to run the community that's center. That's right. That's right. Which actually, you know what? One of Archie's better ideas. Absolutely, I'll give him that. I was, I was like, do that. Yeah. But you know what he did, man? He was about to sign it, and they kept showing him like the pen, like hovering above the paper, Typical. right before he was about to sign. Uh, it. This is such an
3: Archie move to have everybody <laughs> over. Get everybody ready to sign a contract. you got Keller there. you got the guy there. Set it all up, waste everyone's fucking time, and then be like, You know what? my dad did this I never mind, everybody just go home. I can't cause of my dad, and I think I for one am it must I feel like at first that first episode we felt like okay this is they're not this is not in so poor taste what they did with the Fred Andrews plotline and Luke Perry dying at this point, I'm like. I think that it is. If, assuming any of these actors had a relationship with Luke Perry that was like strong and positive, I feel like it would be really obnoxious to have to every week talk about this real person who died in the guys of like, but my dad, Fred Andrews, was the best guy in town. I find it, I'm starting to get, to find it a little tiresome. I. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, when
2: is this going to end? They rip open the wounds every week. Part of the grieving process is moving on. We have to move on. And now that we know that Riverdale is living a month in the future, that is even <laughs> extra time that we have had To grieve. So don't worry, if you were upset because Luke Perry wasn't included in the Oscars this
3: year, don't worry, watch Riverdale. They bring him up constantly. (laughs) Yeah, maybe the Oscars were like, you know what? Luke Perry is being mentioned every 10 minutes on Riverdale, so they're doing the work for us. So that's fine. And now he, so he decides not to give it up.
2: And Sheriff Keller is working for absolutely almost nothing because Archie has no money to pay him. But at the same time, for some reason, I'm actually, I will say... And I'm hoping that maybe you and Gideon maybe talked about this a little bit. I don't understand what is happening with Hiram Lodge. All right, so we know. Hiram Lodge, we found out last week that now he is not only has a some sort of debilitating muscle disease, but now, He's quickly dying. <laughs> he cannot hold on to his cups. He is dying, and he, and he's so sexy while he dies. And he, but then in his dying, he has decided he's only going to work out at the Fred Andrews Community Center. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Is he making amends for trying to kill Archie multiple times and putting him in juvie and then Archie had to go fight a bear and then he came back and also tried to kill him again? Is this like, is it an apology thing or is this, is this another nefarious Hiram Lodge plot? I don't know if I believe that he's actually
3: sick. Yeah, yeah. That's my first thought too. I was like, if this motherfucker is faking having, you know, a neuromuscular degenerative disease... <laughs> Uh, you know fool us 10 times shame on us because this guy there is nothing he's, nothing too low for him obviously and uh yeah i i i got to say i have no idea what to expect from this plot line but we did get a real fun reckless veronica story out of it this week man alive did they have
2: sex with each other the riverdale gods heard us They heard us complaining. They said, like, oh, is it not sexy enough? And then they rained upon us hordes and hails and tornadoes of sex this episode. Only the problem is is that it was the sex between the people I least want to watch, which is Veronica and Archie. I don't like the way. You know what it is? I don't mean to be judgmental, but I guess I am being judgmental. They move their heads a lot when they're having sex and when they make out. And have you ever moved? Like if you're kissing someone and you're moving your head from side to side, and the other person's also moving their head from side to side, even just doing that made me a little seasick.
3: Yeah, yeah. I there, <laughs> Veronica, like horny Veronica. It's it was. <laughs> I don't know. I was struggling because at first I was like, well, this is, you know, why not go, you know, ambush Archie in the music practice room? Is that where he was? There's a lot of... I think they fucked at the school, right? At the school, yeah. There's a lot of empty spaces in the school where people can find um, without any sort of adult supervision. But like, it was what I did not like about it was I was like, oh, this is fun, sex. And then it was turned into like a she's only having sex because she's hurting. And I don't like that. <laughs>
2: that's it. I, that's why I first was like, kinky, kinky, kinky. And then, it, well, it really did lose it. And Veronica's going downhill fast because she is... She wants to enjoy Archie before she goes off to Barnard, and that means fucking him in precarious situations, but it also means wanting to dance all night long at her mocktail club, and it also means that she was drinking out of a flask at the mocktail club, but then also brought said flask to school, and Archie stood in her way and was like, that wasn't hers, Provincible honey. That's my flask. Sorry,
3: mine is a little more Cartman than Archie. (laughs) And I got nothing to lose, Principal Honey. And then Veronica's like, Archie, I'm going to totally let you do this. I'm not even going to try to stop you.
2: Which is ridiculous, because essentially what Veronica did in allowing Archie to say, no, Principal Honey, that's my flask, was uh, immediately saying, I know you have no future, baby.
3: (laughs) So yes, you can
2: take the fall for me doing this. And also to have having
3: a flask in a high school and all he got was a week of detention? You, What do you think? I was such a square, I wouldn't even come close to this in high school. What do you, what do you think that the actual punishment would be? At least getting suspended. Really? At, at
2: least getting suspended um, for doing something like that. I mean, I would get a week of detention just for, like, Calling someone a shitty fucking name or, you know, no uh-huh. more of a week of detention of like writing like you're a bitch on someone's <laughs> folder, you know, then I'd get a week of detention. But again, I'm also the bad girl in this situation. So maybe Archie's right. Maybe you would, Molly, only get a week of
3: detention if you were happen to be drinking on the school campus. Yeah, but Archie's a bad boy. I mean, Archie's never even in school,
2: which is why, of course, Archie, when you go to your high school principal in March before you graduate, yeah, it's too late to apply to college to get in the fall semester, you idiot. (laughs) And then also, the principal waited until March to be like, hey, just so you know, you're not graduating.
3: Yeah, right. These are conversations that the, for example, new guidance counselor, instead of being a psychotherapist, usually it's the guidance counselor's job to just like make sure people are graduating um and instead she's too busy like uh doing some real like freudian shit with all the kids
2: if she still exists who knows maybe she was just a figment of everyone's imagination for one episode yeah right that's right we've never seen
3: her again so no and and they you
2: know they don't get caught i will say that they did have a lot of good grinding archie and veronica did Remember this part when she's like on him and then they start grinding and they're like grinding really hard. And then he puts her hands, his hands up her dress and it's just her bare ass and they're in the school.
3: Yeah. I mean that felt somewhat realistic to how, you know, teenagers make out.
2: Yeah. But I was, you know what? I enjoyed it. I will say that.
3: Yeah. I, I, again, I like the, I liked reckless Veronica. I think that it's fun that for the first time in the entire series, they're acknowledging that teens, that it's like slightly abnormal behavior to just be like drinking all the time in public, whereas they've just all been drinking all the time. It's like been central to the storyline. And then this episode, she's drinking a bunch of rum and then it's like, oh, Veronica, what's wrong? Something's wrong with you. And at
2: least they're finally identifying she's upset because her daddy is dying. If her daddy is dying, I don't mean, I guess that's, maybe that's victim blaming. Is that what I'm doing? I don't want to be a victim blamer, but it is Hiram Lodge. (laughs) I don't willy nilly assume someone is pretending that they have a neurological, muscular, degenerative disease, but you know, in this case, I'm going to say maybe he is.
3: Yeah, I mean, didn't he like hire somebody to shoot him? Yes. No. Yeah. Hi, Hermione did that. Yeah. The, he was in on that, wasn't he? I think he was in I don't and know. It's hard he, to he, remember. They've killed many people. He's killed many people. Yeah. He cut off a guy's head. Uh, it's like, it's, yeah, it's like, I'm not. The, uh, once again, Veronica is just like, oh, my poor, I'm going to cry for my daddy. And it's like, your daddy is a serial killer. Yes. Yes. Your daddy has a lot of problems, including sending your
2: other new sister, new fake sister possibly, Hermosa, to go in and find out as much as Hermosa can about the Maple Club and, of course, the Maple Club is the rum brothel establishment run by three 17-year-old girls that also during the day while they're at school is run by one of their mommies that is on the run that happens to wear a doll-like mask to pretend like she is not the woman that is actually on the run that runs the Maple Club. <laughs> so, Hermosa goes over to the Maple Club. She wants that whole to- That storyline she, was
3: so weird. I was like, who I is this so lady? I was so bad.
2: I was so mad. So Titi is like, oh, babe, To Cheryl, Bib, we've got someone that's interested in buying the Maple Club. And Cheryl's like, go and find out. And then they suck on each other's faces. And then Tony's like, okay, I'm going to go to this club. And I'm going to go meet up with this person that maybe is very interested in the Maple Club. And who is the person? It's Hermosa wearing a wig and fake glasses. (laughs) And she is wearing something. She looked like she was dressed like Christina Aguilera in the Genie in a Bottle music video. Her outfit made me want... It was sexy, for sure. But I was like, what year is it?
3: But, like, yes, yes, her outfit was... She had a belly chain! It was... The outfit was really weird, and I also, like, struggled to understand... Like, I really struggled to understand what that... Like, I don't even know how to talk about this storyline because all that happened was... There was like a lot of grinding in a dance club between her and Cheryl and TT. And then it culminates with her and Veronica being in the suite at the maple club fuck room, I guess, but the fuck room at the maple club. They're like, Oh, we knew it was you. And she's like, that's right. And daddy's dying. And Veronica was like, ah, she told you and not me. But like, what? Why? Like, I'm so lost. Why was she like, what? Literally, what happened? Why was she there? Why was she, like, grinding on Cheryl and Titi? What was the... She was trying to sabotage Veronica. What does this have to do with Hiram's uh, mystery disease? Like, truly, what happened? I think that
2: Hermosa wanted... She was acting as an investor to come in and either purchase the Maple Club or give money like you know to become an investor of the maple club so that was their meeting and i guess their meeting to them and what a professional meeting is to 17 year olds is for them to all grab on each other and grind on each other at a club and then like assume that they're about to go have a threesome which again i'll watch (laughs) it's great but also hermosa you are clearly at least 10 years older than these young girls that you are in a club with right now. So even if you are a sham investor, on the behest of Hiram Lodge, mm-hmm. so that Hiram Lodge could go in and figure out what is happening inside of the Maple Club,
3: since he can't go in uh, himself. Okay, okay. So I think she was sent as a spy. Gotcha, okay. And then, and then the fact that they just ended up crying about daddy and his illness was just because they're both they both love their killer daddy so much they love their killer daddy and because veronica was not told
2: by hiram lodge that daddy is dying veronica was told by mommy lodge that daddy is dying Mm -hmm. so she was pissed off because daddy told older half possibly fake sister Mm -hmm. that he was dying Mm -hmm. and didn't tell her face to face which obviously is because he probably loves her more and he can't tell his little Miha that, you know, that he's dying and doesn't want to look her face to face. So what does she do to get daddy fired up because daddy only wants to just eat breakfast and not go be a killer like he usually is? She riles him up. She riles him up with a promotional presentation of her new rum.
3: Yeah, yeah, and this was Archie's doing, right? Archie's like, Veronica, you know how to make your dad fired up just irritate the shit out of him and it'll somehow stop him from like having a degenerative disease i don't quite again i was watching this episode and i was paying close attention and now that i think about why things happen i'm like i don't know why that happened
2: i forget exactly to what the phrases were but the so because veronica had like a breakdown to archie because daddy's dying and the way that archie was talking about it was as if he's like Every single phrase he said sounded like you know how to get your dad hard, and it just—it really was like it's like you know how to get his fat fi- his fighters into the ring. You know how to propel him into ex- exhaustion from fury and might. You know it's like I was like, what are you? Why are you saying this like that? <laughs> That's yes, like gross, gross, gross. So I was relieved when she brought out a presentation board. I was like, okay, that's what he meant.
3: You know how to really, really get your dad going, Veronica. We all know you do. You know what I mean, Veronica?
2: Like a motorcycle, Veronica. She's like, just
0: stop doing that. Can you stop making those motorcycle noises?
3: scaring me i will say this was the first episode that i've noticed um that i think that mark consuelo is too muscular he is he might be he's not that's not usually my type honestly
2: but um he was looking i forgot i took a picture because he's in this really tight shirt yeah and it's his shirt said ram tough on it (laughs) and i was like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I had to pause it and I made, I made Jeff pause it so I could take a picture and I just kept going, yum, 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 <laughs> yum, yum, yum. yum, yum. Um, because I'm a monster and this monster that you ha- you guys have to listen to is not an act, unfortunately.
3: It was, it was one of those things where I was like, he looks good in a suit, but seeing him in this ram-tough, tight, tight, tight shirt, it's like he's all arm. He is all arm. And you know, I, I will say, He's got a
2: pretty good ass on him. (laughs) He's got like a swimmer's body, you know? It was like the upside down triangle. Yeah, the upside down triangle for sure. But he still has a pretty good ass um. So we don't know really what's going to happen with that. And now, you know, they're going to keep battling with their rums because we need to fill in the crags of what got Betty to her fugue state yeah. to kill Jughead. Because surprisingly enough, even though we just talked about 17 plot lines, the main plot line we have still not dug into, which actually has to do with the Ides of March. Kind of. (laughs) And the Ides of March, which land upon a Friday in this episode. So this whole thing starts with Jughead going to DuPont. And DuPont tries to kick him out of Quill and Skull. So remember last week he won. He was going to win the Trilogy of Horror against, against Brett. But then he gives up and he's like, no, 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 I'm better than this. I'm better than this. So now Jughead is kicked out of Quill and Skull, which essentially means he's kicked out of of Stonewall Prep. Because as we also learned last episode, Quill and Skull is not really a secret society as much as everyone that goes to Stonewall Prep is aware of its moves as well as a part of it, is what it seems like.
3: Yeah, right. By secret society, I think they just mean like – like, matriculated at Stonewall Prep itself. And you have to tell everybody your secret. But, like, the teacher is part of it. Uh, Everybody's part of it. Everybody's part of it. And there's only five students in the school, and they're all in (laughs) Jughead's Creative Writing (laughs) Center. So that's not that big a deal.
2: So it's really not that bad. It's really not that scary. And now what I kind of like is that they are bringing... The other members of the Quill and Skull that have been present in almost every single Stonewall prep scene are now starting to get lines, which, you know what, good for them. I like I feel like maybe they're starting to get upped in the payment category, and um, at least we can hope. Yeah, one of them even got a name, and he accused Jughead of plagiarism. That was so, it's so weird. So that's the whole thing, is that now DuPont wants him to rewrite the Baxter Brothers book. By Friday, he needed to get in by March 15th, the Ides of March, um, or else he was going to have his Baxter Brothers contract completely terminated. So he has to write an entire novel in five days of a completely different plot line, because remember, last week, he decided that he's going to start writing it on the Brown Hood That was preying upon the people of Riverdale.
3: Right. So he's like, I could do it in five days. And so this was kind of fun. I feel like old school Riverdale, he starts telling the story bit by bit in his... We we, we are given the story in these little segments as he reads them to his creative writing class.
2: So he has to come up with a new one because apparently he quote unquote plagiarized. And so he starts writing the story of Bison showing up to Riverdale now bison is get it guys get it it's about the story of moose coming to Riverdale and that he gets kicked out and sent to the army like moose does but this is bison guys remember it's bison when he said bison I almost threw up I thought it was so fucking funny I laughed so hard that I had to pause it and laugh for at least five four to five minutes and also jarhead is the one that joins the prep school, which are we talking about Jake Gyllenhaal? Isn't that like a mental mind
3: war fuck movie? It's Jarhead is a, is a word for people in the Marines, I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it just, it's, it's,
2: you know what? That's classic Riverdale. And that is what I love about it. So he starts reading it chapter by chapter to the other people, to the other students, the other four students that he happens to go to class with to try and show that, like, okay, I can write this, but also what do they do at the same time? Set up a lie detector test. Because if he's going to say that he's plagiarizing and that this other dude, I don't even remember his name, Glasses, old flat top Glasses, the one that actually wrote the story that got him into Stonewall Prep, He wants to set up a lie detector test and show them that they are lying about it. And, of course, they say, no, we're not going to use the lie detector test. And Betty's like, don't worry, because what they don't realize is that Betty has serial killer genes. And I think that this is something that they forget. She's got serial killer genes and she's a junior FBI agent. So she can run this lie detector test. She asks Jughead three
3: questions. And they're like, you see, so we'll show that he's not lying. They planned ahead. You might not take the lie detector test, but we will. But
2: we'll take the test. That doesn't mean, that doesn't, Doesn't, that's not proof of anything.
3: It's not not as much of like a take that move as you're presenting it.
2: No, it really wasn't. It's somewhat like, I don't know, maybe I've just watched way too many um, cop shows, procedural shows. Like we all know there's very little weight Put into lie detector tests because they are very easy to um, manipulate, and um, which I knew all the the tips and the goals growing up because my dad was always like, "Oh, no. uh, lie detector tests, you know, it's it's just based on heart rate, and you know, he goes on into <laughs> his whole fucking bullshit about how lie detector tests um, are very easily rigged. Anywho's will be so Jughead's writing this new book. And then they go into the Professor DuPont's desk to – I forget what they were looking for. Oh, they were looking for his laptop because Jughead now can't find his old laptop. Right. Because the laptop has gone missing and that's where he has the story to show, no, no, no. I did write this story, but his old laptop is missing. So he and Betty go looking for it. And so they're looking through DuPont's desk and what do they find?
3: Uh, they find a script that or a, a, a manuscript that is the exact story that Jug has submitted, but changed. Uh, but he's not getting any credit for it. They plagiarized Ba-ba-ba. him, and then he. They, they confront. Um, what's his name again? Mm, glasses, flat top. No, the uh, old guy. Dupont. Dupont, and they're like we inexplicably to you can tell you that we know your truth because we. I'm not going to tell you we snuck into the office, but we did. And gotcha. And DuPont's like, oh, well, we got you because your contract says that we can just steal your shit and whatever you submit is ours and we don't have to give you any credit. And that
2: is, so they find, and then it has all been rewritten by the other students. It even says ready to print on the top of the manuscript and isn't that crazy they were gonna print it anyway (laughs) those scoundrels always read your contracts sorry I just was um put off because I forgot I wrote down what when uh, back to when Hiram Lodge got all like awoken like when he got all riled up after Betty showed him the presentation on the new rum what he said was You've awoken the dragon. Prepare to be eaten. And
3: I... I
2: (laughs) You never say that to your daughter. Awoken the dragon means your dick is hard. Unless there is a dragon in the room, it means your dick is hard. And don't you dare try and tell me. If I say I've awoken my dragon, I mean Squirty Bird is ready to fly the coop. (laughs) How dare you awoken the dragon for repair to be eaten? I'm just like, I got slick just listening to him say it. Oh, it's (laughs) Uh. so. uh, But so this whole time, they do find out. That there is a sex tape that Brett had made of Bughead fucking, which I gotta go ahead and throw it out there. I know that I'm growing up now, so maybe things are different. But I feel like at the time, if I if someone had a sex tape of me taken without my knowledge, which gross, but if someone had done that and I was banging somebody really hot, I'd be like, Go ahead, <laughs> release it. What do you, what is that going to change? My parents know I'm having sex. Like their parents know that they're having sex.
3: Yeah, I'm super mad at Jughead for like falling on his sword for Betty without even asking her because you know, Betty loves vengeance. She's dark Betty. She loves getting revenge on people. She totally would have been like, Jughead, fucking do it. What do I give a shit? I'm the daughter of the Black Hood, which is what she says later. Yes, that's
2: what I love too. And it makes me love Betty even more. And again yeah, and again, i liked and Eddie is my favorite. Yeah. Eddie is always my favorite. When she's like, when he says that to her and so the, the ultimatum was you can go ahead and say that like, oh, we did all these things because you've got this proof now, but we've got this sex tape. And he's like, oh, never do that to my girlfriend. And when he talks to her about it, she really was just like, and so they have a sex tape. That's the thing. That's the big thing they have against us, which why does it matter? And what ends up happening It's that they all go to the Ides of March, because even though after all of this, and of course, that's not scary, the Brett and Donna invite them to the Stonewall Prep Ides of March party, where they all get drunk in the woods and kind of half-ass dress in Roman garb. (laughs) And then... um, Jughead gets killed after being in the forest with Brett, which I think or I think that what could happen is that it's either a setup or Brett did it and they are and they are blackmailing and they are going to blame Betty for it. Which is what I was originally
3: thinking, but I like the idea that it's an entire setup, though. So, right, so the theory, Gideon's theory is Jughead and Betty, or at least Jughead, is faking his own death. But Betty would have to be in on it, uh, faking his own death to get revenge on them. And so your theory is that Jughead is actually dead, Brett did it, and they're trying to make it look like Betty did it. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. But Jughead can't actually be dead.
2: I, no, I don't think that he can be, I, there's no way he can be dead. I don't think that he can be, but I will say, I was laughing, 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 making jokes, so we were watching this episode with one of our roommates who does not watch Riverdale, so, you know, we were, like, trying to also kind of, kind of doing the same thing that we were doing with you and Gideon, where it's like, we were kind of, like, half explaining what's happening throughout it. Uh, just because we were trying to give him an example of how ridiculous Riverdale is, but I will say the last five minutes, Jeff and I were silent and were completely <laughs> engrossed with what was happening because that's Riverdale. Yeah. Forget it, Jughead. That's Riverdale. <laughs> because yeah. as much as you want to throw, like, sling your own shit at it, it is well done to a point that I still like need everyone to shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up yeah. while I watch it.
3: Well, especially you know, Betty and Jughead are really endearing characters who I keep caring about. Honestly, Veronica and Archie could be shot out of a cannon and I would not miss them.
1: <laughs>
2: Which man, we came this close to them doing that, especially when Edgar and ever, never was dressed like evil Knievel. <laughs> if he could have just had one, one episode where he was actually like an evil Knievel type and everyone was doing circus acts. That would have been fucking great. <laughs> But yeah, it was a good, it was a good end. It was, it was a really good end, and I'm pissed, because of course, of course, Riverdale knows best. They fucking did this before not having, they were not going to have another episode next week. We've to doing too much fucking weeks for it. And that's what I hate Riverdale. This is what I hate Riverdale the most, because it sucks me in, and I hate it. I am, I am powerless against its beauty. I get sucked in, man.
3: yeah. Yeah, they do. They they, they they know how to keep
2: you coming back. Oh, and I am back and back and back. And also, by the way, during this time when Donna's fuging Betty and Betty is possibly killing Jughead in the woods, Veronica and Archie are again fucking in the
3: woods. I was just, man, they were. They can't stop. I was worried. Even when Archie's like, Veronica, it's because you're damaged about your dad. They're like, okay, let's go do it again. Let's
2: go fuck. Let's go fuck. Oh, I also had written down because um, right before they had sex another time, Archie was like Ronnie I won't be able to walk with everyone at graduation and then it's like I won't be able to walk and which is great because I in my head I'm like you mean because y'all have been fucking so much <laughs> and I was upset because he didn't um he didn't make a fucking joke yeah. and that made me sad you know, you can't leave these strings out
3: there for me to dance around Archie would never pick up on the wordplay he's too dumb no 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 but now the question is
2: where did the mercenary uncle daddy and the entire ring of mercenaries go?
3: Totally gone.
2: Totally gone. Where's Charles from last episode? Like we it is just they they have too many bulls in the air right now. Yeah. They got a lot of bulls. A lot of bulls. And who knows what's which ones are gonna fall down and get in the the bull's hoop. Yeah in the hoop that they have to go through.
3: Sometimes they come back like Tangerine, tangerine, tangerine. Sometimes they plant a seed and the seed grows. Sometimes they plant a seed and they just just threw it out the window.
2: Who knows? And now I'm waiting and hopefully, so apparently I'm not there yet because I've been watching a lot. I don't know. Did I tell you that I'm like tits deep in Sabrina right now?
3: (laughs) Uh, Oh, Lord. I I can't
2: remember if you told me. Oh, Oh, Molly. I know you don't have the extra time and I'm very aware of that. But I, I've wrestled through the first season. I really didn't like the first season. And I'm not scared to say it. I didn't enjoy it. After the first season, I am so. I am folded in like butter into a pie dough. <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. And apparently there's going to be some sort of crossover. So don't worry, Molly. I'm getting there because then I'll be able to explain everything that's going on to you. Because I know that they are having, they are in Riverdale right now in the third season. I'm not in the third season yet. I'm still in the second season.
3: Okay. But
2: I'm I'm doing it. I'm doing it for us. All right. Thank you. And it's scary sexy they did it it was the second season they the second season is so much better than the first season it's crazy all right so i mean i'll keep you i'll keep you updated don't worry guys and thank you guys for encouraging me to keep watching sabrina and um
3: the sex is
2: great
3: (laughs) and it is legitimately scary Maybe this becomes my side, side project. Maybe side, side project is all I'd say. Maybe side, side project.
2: Starting with the second season, I'll catch you up verbally so you don't have to deal with the first season. <laughs> Don't, uh, spoiler alert. It's a lot of her like, I don't know if I want to be a mortal or if I want to be a witch. Mm. Of course you want to be a fucking witch, you <laughs> idiot. You've given the opportunity. Oh, my boyfriend's immortal, though. Who cares? Get another one. <laughs> um, but maybe I'm insensitive. Well, we love you guys so much. We are going to be back, I guess, in a couple of weeks. We will be closer to the Ides of March. And, oh, yeah. So I'm assuming the Ides of March, that means that um, it all led up to...
3: Betty backstabbing him because that's the E2 Brute, right? I guess so. I don't really understand the references and what the Ides of March means, but I think that you're right. Pretty sure it's Caesar
2: and Brutus, and I think it is the like the like the forever backstabbing. So I think that that is what Uh, this was leading up to. All right, that's very helpful actually. So they did a good job with it. So they actually made the Ides of March work in this instance, except for the fact that it was released on. February. August, <laughs> but that's all right. That's all right. We're here for it because we love you, Riverdale, and you could do no wrong. Forget it, Jughead. It's Riverdale. We <laughs> love you, and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. And, um, yeah, hit us up with some theories. You know I always want to fucking hear them.
3: Bye. Bye.
0: This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
1: Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.
0: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks?
3: Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks.